Everyone to the Ovet or Adaf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Lamed Chet. We'll begin on Lamed Zayin Amur Bet at the Mishnah. So the Mishnah is talking about the Lav and Etrog, and it's telling us where do we shake it. So says, the, says the Mishnah. Oh, today we'd like to mention that today's Daf is for the success of our sponsor, his wife and his baby boy. They should be zochet to success in Ruchniut and Gashmiut and whatever they desire. Says the Mishnah. And where in the Hallel do we shake the love? At what point in the Hallel do we have to shake the love when we're saying Hallel on Sukkot? Says the Gemara. At the words Hodu Ladunai Kitov in the beginning and the end of Hallel. In the beginning we do it by Hodu Lashem Kitov, and the end is another Hodu Lashem Kitov. Both of them we do it. Uba'ana Hashem Hoshi'ana. And also, when we say Anna Adonai Hoshi Anna Na Amonai Ho, let's read it. Yes, what's your question? Why didn't you say that? If the cow was never let on to call, why didn't you know? What? The Mishnah, well, you'll see in a second. That's Divre Bet Shamai. Those are the words of Bet Shamai. Bet Hilel. Bet Shamai says, you don't just do it by Anna Hashem Hoshi Anna. According to Bet Shema, you're also supposed to do it by Ah, Na, Amunai, Ha, Sli, Chana, which we never do. So, Machloket. Amar Biyakiva, Biyakiva says, Tsofe Hayiti Barabang Gamel Rabbi Yoshua. One time I was watching Rabbang Gamel Rabbi Yoshua. Shekol Hayam Hayumunani Bluvim, that the whole congregation was shaking their lulavs like Bet Shema. They were shaking their lulavs like Ana Shemat Sechana. Lulavahim. And they only shook by Anashem Hoshiana and not by Anashem Hatzlichana because they didn't want to go like Bachamai. Okay, so the Gemara is asking a question over here. Says the Gemara, Nanua Mandechadshme. It's a question on the Mishnah, which means who, who mentioned shaking a lulav? Which means normally the Mishnah should have to tell you, first of all, you're supposed to shake your lulav. And second of all, when do you shake it? And we'll tell, me, tell you when you shake it. But our Mishnah, the, Mishnah the, the, the question is, when did, we, when did the Mishnah ever mention that you have to shake something? That you come and say, when do we shake it? When do, we, when do we shake it? First tell me that you have to shake it, and then ask me when you shake it. So it says the Gemara. Well, but the Mishnah has to tell you. If the Mishnah is telling you when do you shake it, the Mishnah has to tell you first that you have to shake it, then tell you. No, the Mishnah is telling you that you have to shake it, but obviously you have to do it. If we're saying when you have to shake it, then you have to Yeah, but you, the way of the mission is they don't they don't ignore things. They must have said it someplace before you didn't notice it. So what it says, Tana Right, we we had this question other other to say Where are they coming from that you said it, right? So the Gemara says Hatam Kai, it's going on what we said before. We said before, when we were saying how big a love has to be, it says it has to have three tvachim in order to shake it. So since we mentioned in order to shake it, so you know it has to be shaken. So in other words, we were just telling you the size of the love, but we did say it has to be three tvachim tall in order to shake it. So you see, we did mention you have to shake it. Huh? It is Israel, but it's, it, from those words, you knew that you have to shake it, and therefore saying, when do you shake it? Okay? We come out, and that's what saying, where, where you shake. Tanan Hatem, we know it in the Mishnah over there. Shte Halechem, Vishte Kifse Atzeret, K 
Ketzad who also. Now these two korban, there's two korban called the Shtei Alechem and the Shtei Kavzeret. How do you do them? <coughs> so uh, there's a mitzvah to shake uh, the the Shtei Alechem, the Kovan Shtei Alechem, which is brought on on uh, Shavuot together with the Shtei Kavzeret. With the two kibasim, two lambs. So, how do you shake them? So, you put two loaves of bread on top of the two lambs, and you put and you put your hands underneath them. You and you pick up and you push forward and you pull back and you pick up and put down. You wave it in all directions. Because Pasuk says you have to bring the chazan, the shok, which was waving and which was lifted. So you see that you have to wave and lift these korbanot. Now, why do we wave the korban? What's the point of waving the korban? Because Pasuk says you have to, you have to uh, put them together. Why do you have to wave them in all these directions? You wave them to the one to Hashem who owns the four directions. Hashem owns north, south, east, and west. Then you bring it up and down. So you, when you're shaking this this these korbanot, you're gonna go and go in the four directions: north, south, east, west, because you want to show that you're waving it to Hashem who owns north, south, east, west. Then you pick it up. And down because you want to wave it towards Hashem who holds Shemaim va'aretz, who owns Shemaim and Aretz. So Gemara says, In Israel, they would learn the brighter like this. According to this, <coughs> the reason why they shake him in all these directions <coughs> is because they're trying to stop. The bad decrees. So, if you want to keep the bad decrees away from Kal Yisrael, the bad winds, you want to stop them. Any winds from the north, we we'll stop them this way. Stop the bad winds this way. Stop the we wait, waving in each direction, up and down, to stop any bad things from coming from all directions. So, this teaches you. He says, you see from here, from the fact that we wave in all directions, it's only a mitzvah to wave the korban in all directions. It's not, it's, if you didn't wave it, the korban still worked. The korban works without waving, right? And still, even though even though it's a mitzvah, even though it's only an extra part of the mitzvah, meaning a part that's not the main part, still it has the power to stop the winds. You know, you would think, Shmuel, you might have thought that yeah, a, a korban has the power to stop the 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 bad things. But what what part what part of the korban has the power? Probably the main part. Here you see something that's not the main part of the Quran still has the power to knock off the tefillah. So that means also when it comes to 
Because what's the main part of the mitzvah? The first shaking that you do is the main part of the mitzvah. First pick up, right? When you if you have a lav and it's old, and you pick it up like this, right? You pick it up, boom, you do the mitzvah already. You don't have to shake it to do the mitzvah. Shaking is extras, right? We're shaking extra. And you see that even the extra shaking of the lav has the power, has the power to stop the bad winds. Not just the not just the, the main part of the mitzvah, the picking up. Even the shaking, which is extra, could stop things. Okay. This Rabbi Rachab Yaakov used to shake his lulav, and when he did it, he would say, "This is like an arrow in the eye of the Satan." He says, "My lulav is like an arrow in the eye of the Satan." For love, miltihi, but he wasn't doing the right thing. You're not supposed to do that. Mishum da atila because you're starting up with the Satan, and you're going to make him start up with you. So you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. Say there's an arrow in the eye of the satan. One rabbi would do it because he knows that it's bad for the satan. It knocks out the satan. But he, he, the Gemara is saying that even though Rabbi Yaakov used to do it, it's too dangerous to do because you're not supposed to start straight up the satan. You could shake the laugh. Don't worry, that's going to hurt the satan. But don't say, "Hey, this is for you." Understand? <laughs> that was the first mishnah. Second mishnah for today. We have three mishnah to do today. Mishnah number two. A guy who's coming on the road, he didn't have a love to shake on that day of Sukkot. The Beto, when he take when he comes into his house, he told Al Shukhano. He could just shake it on his table. Which Rashi says it means that even though you're in the middle of your meal. You shouldn't say, okay, I'll do it when I finish my meal. No. You have to shake your love right away. And don't even wait to finish your meal. Do it right away if you didn't shake your love yet. Okay? Let's say you forgot to shake it in the morning. You told Ben Abayma, you shake it in the afternoon. The whole day is kosher love. Sometimes if you have a kid who wakes up late and doesn't go to shul, sometimes he'll go straight to the holiday meal without shaking his love. Now that you have to shake the love before you eat. Okay? And if you didn't shake in the morning, you shake in the afternoon. The whole day is kosher love. Once it's night time, it's too late. Says, Amarti, you said, you said that you could shake it on your table. Remember, does that sound like you have to stop in the middle of a meal? Binimini, I'll ask you a contradiction. We know when it comes to mincha, we say that you're supposed to do it before praying, but but if you started, if you started, if you started eating before praying mincha, as long as you still have time to pray mincha after you finish eating, you don't have to stop. One's talking about there's still time in the day to finish. That's why he said you can finish. And our mission, which is you have to stop, is talking about a, a, a suda where the suda was going to go even past the time when you are al- when you're not allowed to, when it's going past sunset. Right? So since you go past sunset, of course we can't let you finish yet, otherwise you'll miss the whole mitzvah. That's what to stop. So now, hold on a week. 
Yeah. So Abaya had said that the difference between the, the Mishnah by Mincha, which says that you're allowed, you don't have to stop your meal, and the Mishnah by Lulav, which says that you have to stop your meal, is that the Mishnah by Mincha is talking about when you're going to finish your meal before sunset. So of course, you don't have to stop your meal because you're going to pray before sunset. And the Mishnah by Lulav is talking about a meal that's going to end after sunset. So of course, you have to stop in order to shake your love. Otherwise, you're not going to have time to shake your love. Tomorrow says, I'm a rubber. Rubber says, My kusha, what kind of question was that? Why do you have to give an answer like that and say, Oh, this meal was talking about when it's going to end after sunset, and this meal is before sunset? Why did you say that for? I have a much simpler answer. Why don't you say, Shaking lulav, the reason why you have to stop your meal is because shaking love is mitzvah deoraita. And mincha, the reason why you don't have to stop your meal is because. Mincha is only the Rabbanan, so we're not so worried about the Rabbanan, we're much more worried about the Oraita. Why do you have to say, you know, it's talking about two different meals? Just say simple. Elama Rabba, Ikasha, Hakasha. Rabba says, that wasn't the question. The question wasn't why, but this, why that. I'll show you what the question must have been. If there was a question, it was this question. If you, the Mishnah says that if you go to your house, you shake on the table, obviously we're telling you we stopped the meal. And then you wrote, We said, if you didn't take it in the morning, you take it in the afternoon. So you see that you don't have to stop. When the, our Mishnah said two things, we're contrasting two points of the Mishnah. The first part of the Mishnah was saying, take it on the table, that sounds like you stop in the middle of the table. And the second part of the Mishnah was saying, if you didn't take it in the morning, take it in the afternoon. That's talking about. That's talking about when you have a meal that's going to end early. So if your meal is going to end early, then you don't have to stop. You can take it in the afternoon. If your meal is going to end late, then you take it on your table. That's the pshat. Says Amar Abzera, my kushya. Who told you that there's a question in our Mishnah? Dilma mitzvah of suke. Maybe we're sitting, who told you that there's a question between the beginning and the end? Maybe the Rach is talking about there's a mitzvah to stop. If you didn't stop, you told me I'm going to take it after you call him Kushan Lulav. Elam or Zerah, I said a different question. Really, it's like we said in the beginning. There's a question between the case of Mincha and the case of Lulav. Who told you that Lulav is the Oraita? Le'olam, really, it's like we said before. Really, it's a question between Mincha and Lulav. V'dikasha, this question that you asked, ha'de'oraita, ha'de'rabanan, this question you asked, oh, what do you mean? Lula, why don't we answer, the answer one's de'oraita and one's de'rabanan, right? Lulav is de'oraita, and Mincha is only de'rabanan. No. Ha'cha b'yom tov sheni'as de'rabanan askinan. Here we're talking about the second day of Yom Tov. Second day of Yom Tov, shaking love is also de'rabanan. So it's two de'rabanans, that's why it was a good question. Take a nami, and I'll, not only could I tell you talking about Yom Tov Shini, I'll prove to you the language, prove to you for the language of the Mishnah that's talking about Yom Tov Shini. Uh, you know how I know it's talking about the second day of Yom Tov because it says a guy who came on the road and he didn't have a lulav. Now on Yom Tov, you know, on Yom Tov Rishon, you're not allowed to go on the road. Must be. It's talking about the second day of the holiday. Now, of course, it doesn't mean Yom Tov Sheni. It means Cholomoyed. Okay. Next Mishnah.
מי שהיה עבד או אישה או קטן, מקרינה אותו. If you have, if you have a slave, an עבד קטני, or a woman, or a kid, מקרינה אותו. We read the Halil for him. Okay? Which means that let's say you have a guy who doesn't know Halil. Okay? And... He doesn't know how to say Hallel. So what does he do? He could have his wife or his kid or his Evid say the Hallel and he answers word for word after him. Right? Ana, Ana, Hashem, Hashem, Hoshi, Hoshi, Ana. Just keep going through the whole Hallel. Okay? And a curse goes on somebody who could have learned the Hallel by himself and he ended up having a kid do it. But if the person who's saying Hallel is an adult, he's already 13, not like somebody else I know, right? He, he could read for him. And he just answers Hallelujah, and that's all. Because a person could be motif with other people. If you have the Minhag to double up the Pesukim, which we do in Hallel, right? Right? Yichvol, you double it. Live short. If there's a minhag not to do it, only read it once. Live short, then you can read it once. Livarech, if you have a minhag to make a bracha on halel, yivarech, you make a bracha. Hakol kiminhaga medina. Everything according to the bracha, to the minhag of the place. Says the Gemara, Tanu Rabbanan, we learned. Be'emet Amru, really we learned. Ben Mevarech La'aviv, a son can make Birkat Amazon for the father. Ve'evid Mevarech La'arbo, and a slave can make Birkat Amazon for the master. Ve'isham Mevarech La'bala, and a woman can make a Beracha for her husband. Aval Amru Hachamim, but the Rabbis say, Tavo Me'ira Le'adam, a curse should come on the person. Tavo... His wife and his son have to make a berakha. Must be, if you, don't know, if you don't know how to make a berakha, it means you didn't learn, you should get a curse. That's, of course, assuming that the person can learn. If the person is not able to learn or wasn't allowed to learn, that's different. Amaravarava says, Hilchatar halakha is, Gibirta. It's a very strong halakha. We could learn from the Hallelujah. What can we do? Who Omer Hallelujah? Vehen Omrim Hallelujah. The Chazan says Hallelujah, and the people are quiet and they answer Hallelujah. Mikach Mitzvah Lanot Hallelujah. We see from here that you're supposed to answer Hallelujah. Even if you understand. Meaning, you're supposed to answer hallelujah like amen. Even if you understand, there's a mitzvah to answer amen. Hallelujah to end. Who omer halu avdei Hashem? He says, halu avdei Hashem. Vehen omrim hallelujah. They say hallelujah. 
מכאן, מסיפים הר, שאם היה גדול מקרה אותו, עונה אחריו הלויה. We see from here that if you have a גדול, then you could say הלויה. 